Hey guys, FSO Radio Network here, and my name is Dylan, your host, as always, on the FSO Radio Network podcast. Uh, again, thank you guys for tuning in here on Spotify and iHeartRadio. That's what you guys are listening to currently. Thank you again for joining us, and whatever other platforms that you guys are listening to for this show, again, thank you guys for joining us, and thanks for listening to the show and giving the utmost support to us. It's really, really cool. In today's episode, this is episode number two of the Twitch streams. Again, as I said in the last intro, episode one and episode two did not record the entire show. So it starts in weird, it ends, for episode two, it ends in a weird spot. And for episode one, obviously you notice it started in a weird spot. It didn't have a good intro. Um, I recorded an intro, we had everything done, however the audio messed up and that had to be all taken out, so very disappointing on that, and with episode 2, it recorded the first part of the show and ended right in the middle of the show and that was pretty much that, so episode number 1 and episode 2 are kind of trial runs, we were kind of still figuring out things, and in this show, Virgil Vasquez is back, obviously minor league pitching coach and major league, former major league pitcher. And then our fill-in host, Tommy Mateig, was joining us as Dominic Galone in this episode was out sick as we had uh, Mr. Tommy Mateig in the show. So uh, it's been fun. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Thank you for joining us for episode number two. And from here on out, the rest of the episodes, they should be all full episodes. So you should enjoy a full episode and not just one where it's like, Oh, it just ends at a weird spot. So, again, sorry about that, guys. It was just we're, we were trying to figure out things in the first two weeks, and we were luckily able to get everything figured out and such. So, again, thank you guys for listening. Peace out. Enjoy the show, and uh, I'll see you guys in episode number three later on. Thanks. What's good, everybody? Florida State League, everyone. We are back, the Florida State League Radio Network here on Twitch. Happy to have you guys here along the podcast. And along this show, for the next 30 minutes, we get to entertain you guys, get to have a little bit of fun. I'm excited about it. Um, so it should be should be a fun show today. We got a, our, our co-host, Virgil, is back. Virgil Vasquez, former Major League pitcher, MILB pitching coach. Happy to have him back on the show, obviously co-host, so he'll be back on for every Saturday. And Dominic Galone is unfortunately out right now. He's out with a illness, so hopefully all our thoughts go out to Dominic Galone and his family and him. Hopefully he uh, gets better. Well, hopefully we'll see you back uh, next week, buddy. Hopefully we'll get you back next week. But we are here today with Mr. Tommy Mateg, who is at the bottom of our screen. Tommy Mateg, a USF broadcaster. Tommy, welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you uh, joining us. Yeah, dude, thanks so much for having me on. I'm really pumped to uh, get this show on the road. This is a really exciting topic, in my opinion, so yeah, I'm really pumped. Yeah, this is going to be fun, man. I'm excited, and everyone to who are joining us, uh, welcome on to the show again. Uh, happy to have you guys on, and uh, it should be a fun next 30 minutes as we get to talk about some news here in Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball as well. So uh, let's get into it. We're going to go with Virgil, actually. He'll kind of start out the show, and and such but uh let's get right into it so Virgil you start out yeah so there's about the MLB and MILB are having talks right now about cutting 42 teams so I just wanted to get your guys uh, thoughts on it you know there's four in double A they're looking to let go of four in high A six in low A uh, 11 in short season and uh, I think it's 17 in rookie ball so um you know one thing I've heard the reason that is happening is because you know, they want to level out the teams because right now the some of the organizations have a, a more to like the Yankees. I think they have like nine or 11 minor league teams. 
and other organizations only have six or seven. So it's kind of a an unfair advantage, I guess you could say. Um, you know, but just one. It's kind of a an unfair advantage, I guess you could say. Um, you know, but just want to get your guys' opinion on what's what you guys think is going on, and uh, you know, how is this coronavirus also affecting that? Tommy, I'll let you go first. Obviously, a guest here today, so I'll let you go first. Well, thanks, man. So obviously, COVID nineteen has had a huge impact on this because the uh, MILB has requested that the current bargaining agreement will uh, be extended by the MLB's good graces by a year or two, and MLB already said no, it's not happening. September 30th is the last day of this current collective uh, uh, bargaining agreement, so that's it. So they have to either come up with something or they're just going to have to accept it. Um, in regards to what I think about the actual cutting of the teams, in my personal opinion, I don't think it's a terrible idea. It keeps the draft clean. I'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. But it also, it's just going to clean up the minor league system, which is very convoluted. I mean, you said it yourself. The Yankees have nine minor league teams. Some teams have six. You know, it's like, it, it varies from each team. The Yankees have four rookie ball teams. Why do they need that many rookie ball teams? Every team has at least two rookie ball teams. Most have three. I don't really get why the system that they have is in place. There's just too many teams. It's like college football. Like, it, it's, it's fun. I get it. It's really awesome to watch, but it's just too much. It's information overload. And at the end of the day, the majority of these guys that are in these leagues aren't going to make the show. And it's a sad truth. It really is. But does that mean because we want to keep their dream alive that we should have these teams kind of die in a financial sense with these clubs? I personally don't think that should be the case. And I understand why Major League Baseball is doing what they're doing, and I kind of support it. Do you think uh, that they're going to raise the pay of minor league players in, in this happening? Uh, yeah, I believe they already actually confirmed that that is the, the plan. They, I believe in 21 they're going to start raising minor league salaries. I don't know exactly how high. I don't know if it's going to be anything substantial. But I'm sure with the extra money that's coming in that they're saving, I should say, they're going to be able to distribute it in a more even forum to the guys who you know aren't your Mookie Betts or your Aaron Judge or your Mike Trouts, the guys who aren't making the $400 million a year and are just playing in double A, still trying to make a living, they're going to yeah. be able to support themselves a little better. Do you know the average salary for a minor leaguer? I know it's incredibly low. It's, it's, it's almost criminal how low it is. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, it's around, I want to say 1500 bucks for five months. Right. Like, it's insane. It's absurd. Yeah, and you only get paid for five months. That's that's crazy. I, that yeah. Um, and I'll I'll take my take on it here real quick. I I do I agree with Tommy here. Um, with with I believe that minor league baseball should be cleaned up, and it sucks because some of these teams. Um, I'll take example in the Florida State League. Um, with with the Florida State League, for example, let's take a look at the, both of the teams that would be in the cut. It would be the Florida. Uh, Florida Firefrogs and the Daytona Tortugas. For example, I mean, the Daytona Tortugas have been one of the best teams when it comes to attendance, when it comes to having really good – really getting fans into the stadium. But, I mean, when it comes to, say, like the – I guess what you would say, the Florida Firefrogs, um, obviously I, I looked at the attendance for the Florida Firefrogs in the last five years. This includes them being in Brevard County because they weren't always in Osceola. 
Um, they ha- average about 912 fans throughout those five seasons, which is under a thousand. I mean, that's almost insane to me. Um, I mean, I don't know how you are able to run an, a, a minor league baseball team just by having 912 fans in attendance. I mean, that's just insane to me. But if you look like a team like Daytona, I mean, they have averaged 2,029 fans in the last five years, and they've been in like the top two or top three in the Florida State League when it comes to league attendance. They've had one of their promotions was even shown on ESPN. I mean, they've had some you know good exposure as a as a minor league team, so it just stinks to see like some of these teams that are really successful and make a lot of money and are doing well and. Sur- thriving I guess you would say in the minor leagues to see it go but I mean I think it's good that we're kind of cleaning up because we do not need this many at minor league teams I know it sucks because a lot of these guys you know they may not be able to stay with the organization but I mean in my opinion I don't think we need this many minor league teams it's just so hard to you know be able to figure out like what league is this guy and what league is this guy it's just so much to you know try and figure out i guess you would say it, it honestly in my opinion i don't think we need that many le- leagues and teams in my opinion what do you guys think we'll start with you tommy what do you think of the uh the restructuring of the leagues have you heard have you read anything on that uh the restructuring i'm not too familiar with but obviously there have to be some form of restructuring because they're cutting into they're not doing a clean slate like they're not wiping out rookie ball and mm-hmm. then they're gonna not wiping out the short league they're going to cut into some A teams, some double A teams, mm-hmm. some rookie ball teams. So obviously there's going to have to be some restructuring. Yeah. And if they're going to cut out a team like Dylan said, Daytona, who's averaging over 2000 fans. I mean, that's, that doesn't seem sensible to me. I mean, part of the reason why you're doing this is for financial reasons. They're, they're winning. Like they're hitting the money. Why would you cut a team like that? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't get that. Yeah, I I agree with that as well. What you, what you said, Tommy, with you know why would you cut a team? Obviously, I did say that just a minute ago, but no. Um, I, I personally, for me, I like the restructuring. I think it, it's easier to kind of get players to if say if they're in AAA, it'll be easier to get the players to like the major league, um, you know, the major league stadiums if they're going to get called up. I I do like it, and it it just seems a bit more efficient for the team, save money on travel for the minor league guys personally i like it um i mean obviously in the florida state league you guys we don't have to travel that much i mean it's like a three-hour drive to get down to like um palm beach or something so it's in the florida state league travel is never an issue but in some of these other leagues especially like in triple a and such travel definitely becomes an issue you know it's a thing where there's so many teams all spread out especially in like a league like the pacific coast league i mean the the league's so spread out that you know travel definitely becomes a big factor so i like the how it's structured and stuff and i like how they're kind of moving teams i think it would make it interesting for the for the leagues you know something fresh something new something new for the fans i think it would be an interesting thing um i mean again it, it stinks that all these 42 teams would be cut if this were to go through yet it hasn't yet gone through but they've talked about it it might be in agreement in the next few days or weeks depending on how long they're uh, taking to make this agreement and looking at it and reviewing it and such but i mean in my opinion i like the restructuring and i think it would just be a nice change for minor league baseball in a sense what about you virgil what do you think about it i'll talk about the restructuring thing i think the restructuring is it like like uh dylan was saying is a positive to have teams closer to their affiliate so either closer to their spring training facility or closer to their 
big league facility, um, the ability to have easier travel. Um, I think one might help a player because they can call them up easier. Because sometimes if you're in rookie ball and they need a guy in a high A, they might sometimes they call them over because it's easier. So it'll allow guys to move up and down that, you know, maybe have um, earned it because they might, something might happen at 11 at night and they need the guy for the day game tomorrow and they can't get him there with their flight. Um, I think having that closer proximity um, about getting rid of some teams, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about getting rid of teams. I know how I feel. Like, I just feel like, the facilities should be taken care of so that the guys can compete at the professional level, you know, and, you know, guys, you guys are talking about fans. And so that's one thing is to have fans. And this, the other part is to have a facility that is, you know, that is up to the standard that we need. And some guys come from college and they go to these facilities that aren't as dialed in. They can't get their work in, you know, and, you know, you're building this, you know, this prospect or the non-prospect, it doesn't matter, this this player that wants to get as good as he can be. And, you know, there's a facility that can't allow that to happen because he can't get his working in the cage leaks. So, um, you know, I, if the facility were taken care of, I would say, you know, maybe the team should be reconsidered. But if the facilities are subpar, you know, there's got to be something done there. That would be my kind of opinion. And that's an interesting point. Because uh, right before I came on, actually, I was doing just a little bit more research. And a lot of teams, I don't know the exact teams, but I know there are a number of teams that did actually renovate their facilities. Mm. They renovated their parks, and they used tax dollars to do it. And so mm. MLB could be facing some lawsuits from local, local counties, from people who their money went into rebuilding these facilities and helping these teams thrive, and then all of a sudden – a year or two years later, you're pulling that out. That's not gonna. That's not gonna work for a lot of people. So that's another thing that Major League Baseball has to consider, and they're kind of going about it very arrogantly. They're just like, "This is what's happening," and mm. you either get on board or you you're off. You're off the boat. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, another thing I wanted to add too is uh, kind of speaking on Daytona side, and, and Virgil, you were talking about stadiums and stuff. You know, with Daytona, they're obviously a team. That is in a very historic stadium, Jackie Robinson Ballpark, obviously named after Jackie Robinson. He played there when he was uh, during his playing career. So, I mean, that and, and their facility, it, it's a really cool ballpark, obviously. It's like historic in the Florida State League. I call it the Fenway of the Florida State League, in my opinion. It's just kind of that old timey, <laughs> it's that like old timey feel to it. But, um, I mean, it, it's just, it's an, an older ballpark and there's not as much you can do with it. You know what I mean? There's not as much renovations you can do with it because he also, want to keep its like historicness and such so i think that's another thing too is like you kind of renovating the stadiums i think is a big thing why some of these teams maybe are on the list and aren't on the list obviously in the florida state league all the teams play in their spring training ballparks so they're all top notch they're all for the major league guys and another thing i wanted to point out before we kind of get off this topic here and move on to a different topic um in today's show is I just feel for these employees, these entry-level employees, these stadium employees, if these teams get cut, I mean, you just have to admit, they've been hit hard these last little bit. I mean, and now with this happening, I mean, 
think about it, I mean, they might not have an entire season they're getting. I mean, I don't know how it's working in minor league baseball with them paying their stadium employees. I know minor league baseball, obviously, they don't make as much as major league baseball. So it's, you know, it's a bit difficult for them to be able to pay all their employees, like, evenly and such. But, I mean, you just have to feel for some of these stadium employees and some of these entry-level employees coming into these teams and, they're not even going to have an opportunity to even maybe work for the team ever. And they might not even get any money. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's disappointing on that aspect of it to just see that, you know, because you have to feel for them. I mean, they've been hit hard in the last little bit. Yeah, without a doubt, it's definitely not a great situation to be in. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's an unfortunate time that we're living in and we all just got to try and do the best that we can to get through it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's insane. It's crazy. It really is. Uh, let's get in now, kind of talking about minor leaguers and such and talking about the minor leagues. Let's talk about how the players are going to be kind of supported financially. And I'm going to kind of get into this real quick. Um, currently, weekly, this was according to Forbes here, weekly uh, minimum salaries on a full season minor league teams range from $290 for Class A to $502 at AAA over the five-month season. Obviously, uh, with Virgil, you stated out that you, they get paid about uh, one about one thousand five hundred dollars uh, during the five month season. Um, obviously, they're going to have to give the players raises and such, and help them out with you know being able to afford for necessities and such, and being able to afford for like insurance and everything like that, giving them benefits and all that. I mean, with this stuff going on, if there's no season, obviously before all this happened players they weren't going to get paid at all this season they were going to get paid because that wasn't a part of their contract you know that wasn't a part of the contractual agreement um and i think if there is no season you have to pay the players the minor league players you have to give them a bit of a raise give them some a little bit more benefits i mean obviously you have to make it to where it's still financially able to keep minor league baseball well like you don't want to overpay them and then just you know that I mean that'll be you don't want to overpay them obviously, but you also want to help them out because a lot of those guys I mean some of those guys can't barely probably can't even afford what they are doing with now. So I mean you've got to help those guys out with everything going on. And uh, I'll, I'll begin with you, Tommy, and then we'll go to you, Virgil, about this. I mean it, it I think you have to give a raise to these players with everything going on, and you have to keep supporting them in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just little bits and such. I think there you have to find a way to be able to help these players out because I mean some of these guys again they're they're some of these guys don't have the money they just they can't you know they can't afford to pay everything with the money that they're given right now. Uh yeah you know I think Virgil has a better perspective on this but I'm gonna give my quick one but at the end of the day you can't give people raises for not working but I yeah. do believe that they should be compensated in some form during this time. I mean, you see all sorts of companies doing everything they can to make sure that their employees are taken care of. The problem is it's the same problem with them getting cut is that they might not be able to afford that because they're not making money. A lot of teams are hitting losses every year and they might not be able to support their staff and their players during this time. Now that should probably mean that the major league affiliate or the major league team, I should say that they're affiliated with, would step up and fork some cash over. But at the same time, you can't, if you're the Rays, you can't fork over $20 million. I mean, that's a 30-year payroll. So there's there's limitations on what you're able to do as yeah. organizations for your players. As badly as you want to help them, some 
organizations might not be in a position to help everybody. And I think that's kind of where the public might have to step in or the government or, some, or somebody else. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think MLB, the, the organizations have done a good job. And the ones I've been keeping, a tra keeping track of, I know the Twins uh, donated money to pay the people that work at the big league stadium. I think it was a million bucks. It might have been every team did that. And then they're paying the minor leaguers $400 right now. Uh, I don't know if it's the week or every two weeks. Do you know, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I have it on here. Um, I believe it's every two weeks. I believe it is. Yeah, it's every two weeks they're paying them. Um, so it's that that's what currently mm -hmm. is in their... I guess agreement that they have right now because I know they 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 extended it to where it was like till May I think it was May thirty first they extended it, it till or May yeah. yeah so I, I it was every two weeks it says on um the Forbes that's what they were talking yeah. about but yeah it's every two weeks. Well, in the contract in a player's in actually coach's contract, there's uh, an amendment that says if there is a national emergency that they don't have to pay us. So the actual, the organizations are actually paying us, you know, not, I don't want to say against our contract, but like even though our, our contract says they don't have to, which, um, you know, I, I feel like they're doing, they're, they're considering the player and they're not just like leaving them out to dry. They're not just like, oh, you guys, we're not playing. We're not going to pay you. Um, the amount of money, I don't know. Like, like you're talking about benefits and some people have families, you know, a lot of some players are home with their mom or like live with their parents. Um, you know, there's a huge spectrum because a triple A guy, he was signed to make 15 grand a month, 20 grand a month. And then now he's making 400 every two weeks, you know? So, and he's might have a kid. So his in the house, so his, his livelihood is maybe a little different than maybe an A ball guy that he maybe he's making more than he would have, or maybe he's, maybe he's making the same amount. And he doesn't have a family. So there's a there's a big spectrum on there. You know, and we'll see how it plays out. Like hopefully before May thirty first we can get going and everyone can get get paid and uh get those benefits because of the work that we're doing and uh get back on the field. Um Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I hope that it continues that they like they find a way to just keep keep uh, take care of everybody. And yeah. I think we also got to take into consideration that a lot of these players also might be getting stimulus checks. And again, it's probably, it, it's not going to cover everything, right? We all yeah. know that the stimulus checks aren't supposed to cover everything. It's just supposed to help you get by with essentials. And right now, expenses are pretty much only essential because nobody's driving, nobody, a lot of electric companies are halting all bills right now. A lot of landlords are stopping rent payments just because everybody understands the current climate that we're in and it's it's tough times mm. are tough right now yeah mm. yeah that's a good point it, it's crazy um i and just kind of reading some stuff over um during this when when players were actually instructed to leave minor league camp or spring training i should say actually um the minor leaguers actually weren't paid they haven't got a paycheck since the end of 2019 season so a lot of the guys weren't making like didn't have a paycheck since the end of the 2019 season which i thought was interesting um i mean and that's the thing they were trying to make figure out everything and such obviously they made exceptions for guys who are from like venezuela who are dealing with um you know we're in like high i guess you would say high 
high risk areas um they were making exceptions for them to be able to like stay in the spring training camps and such but uh yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this whole uh you know providing for the players being able to support them and such and and i do like how they are you know supporting um guys who are in like dominican summer leagues and such i i think that minor league baseball is doing a good job and and major league baseball as well is doing a good job in helping to support these guys because they definitely do need the support you know obviously as virgil said they only make one thousand five hundred dollars uh per the season so i think they definitely need the support you know i mean obviously you don't want to give them crazy raises but you do you want to help them and compensate them as tommy said earlier and uh just help them out to be able to provide and uh be able to make ends meet i guess you would say so Mm -hmm. uh let's get into our final final topic in today's show it's about the mlb draft obviously a lot of talks have been uh, a lot of talks have been made about cutting this year's draft from 40 rounds to five rounds due to everything going on obviously high school baseball has been canceled for the season and maybe they only played like a few games during the season and for college they maybe only played about a few games during the season as well um so they decided that they might decide to cut down on the draft some of the things that would occur is that the draft can be held as early as june 10th the original start date uh or it could be pushed back as late as july 20th which means the signing deadline will be no later than august 1st um, the MLB can cut the round as I cut the rounds from 40 to five and bonus pool figures will remain the same as 2019 typically there is a three to five percent raise each year and then players will receive 100,000 grand up front the rest of their signing bonuses will be paid in two equal installments on July 1st each of the next two years so that is kind of their plan and that's kind of what they would be doing with uh the draft and such and how it would be and it would kind of go into the 2021 draft obviously they would have to make some changes and such this year and that will affect for next year's draft but um guys what do you guys think about the draft being cut to five rounds in my opinion i think it had to happen i mean obviously when seasons are canceled for high school and college there's only so many players that you're going to have data on and you're going to have scouting on and such so i honestly believe that that was a good op a choice if it does occur by my major league baseball if they do announce that they will cut down the rounds i believe it would be a good choice by major league baseball because obviously you're not going to want to draft that many players and with everything going on with them talking about cutting teams and such i think that was the best choice and the best um i think that would be the best choice i should say for major league baseball to do uh, who wants to start off? Me or you, Virgil? Um, well, I was just looking up. So in 2018, they spent, I know it's a little less, but that's what Google said right now. Um, <laughs> they spent $289 million on um, on the draft. You know, so if in one year, that's how much the draft's going to cost, and then there's no major league season to make money. You know, it just kind of makes sense to go good go lower rounds to try to equal that out i'm not sure you know uh obviously it's just speculation right now but you have some lower rounds you have you know hopefully you know the the thing that i feel actually is like the guys that have their senior years you know the guys that have in their last year of baseball like maybe the guy that would have changed and would have developed that isn't known yet you know those are the guys that i'm feeling for yep because the guys that are supposed to be drafted that already had their name out there are going to, but there's the guy that always like lights it up, like maybe his junior college or senior high school or, you know, and, and it's his last year there and he, and he, now he gets the opportunity 
because the guy in front of him had graduated last year, you know, or the guy left and now he gets to play that position. So those are the guys that I'm kind of feeling for right now. I have a couple of friends that, um, you know, their senior high school is, didn't get to play that or, you know, senior year college are not playing. So um, I'm feeling for those guys. But I think the draft, you know, lowering the rounds, um, you know, still bringing in some new players. Um, but, you know, they're going to allow guys to play another year in college too. So maybe that makes up for some of it. Definitely. Um Definitely got to feel for those guys because that's obviously it's a horrible situation to be in. Yeah. Like you said, get so close, finally get your chance in it. Hey guys, thanks for watching episode number two. Again, sorry for the weird ending. Again, as I said, the audio got cut out in episodes one and two, but from here on out, we should have a smooth and show which with no audio cutouts and such again we were just trying to get used to the software even me i was trying to get used to the software as well again sorry about that about the cutouts so for episode number three get ready we have our first interview on the twitch show with zach neff episode number four we kind of talk about some other things that are going on with baseball and such and then episode number five we have another interview with will stewart miami marlins pitcher and episode number three was really cool because zach neff and virgil vasquez both have relationships with each other because zach neff pitched when Virgil Vasquez was the pitching coach for the Cedar Rapids Colonels in the minor leagues last season. So that was kind of a fun show. But anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Again, sorry about the weird ending, but again, the audio cut out. So again, sorry about that. And uh, we'll see you guys for episode number three, four, and five here on out. That'll be it for me doing these intros for these shows. And uh, have a great night, guys.